Toy Story before Toy Story? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Velveteen Rabbit, adapted for young readers, by Marjorie Williams, illustrated by Elizabeth Miles, published by Scholastic Inc. The Velveteen Rabbit is a tale about a stuffed animal rabbit that a boy gets as a present for Christmas. The rabbit learns how toys become real, and the boy over time learns to love the rabbit. Until one day, the boy gets sick, and the rabbit is thrown out. Will the rabbit be reunited with the boy? Well, grab your bowl of soup, because we're going to this boy's deathbed. The novel begins explaining that the Velveteen Rabbit was a Christmas present, in perfect condition with plush materials. And that's why some believe this is a Christmas book. But it's not. That's the last time Christmas is mentioned. And as it turns out, the rabbit was a terrible Christmas gift. The boy never played with him, so he was just thrown in the toy cupboard to rot. I feel like as you get older, those kind of Christmas presents become more and more... Now everything I get is either clothes, yippee, or junk that gets thrown away after a year, like a beer bottle chiller. Sorry, I drink my beer before it gets warm. Well, one day the Valentine Rabbit asks the question, how toys become real? Well, I think you're probably real now if you can contemplate life. I believe it was the famous philosopher Descartes who said, I think, therefore I am. The only toy who is nice to the rabbit is a rocking horse, and he explains that toys become real when a child loves them for a long time, and wears them out, and they become junky on the outside, and says that it hurts, but the toy doesn't mind because the toy is real. Yeah, toys need a little pain to let them know they're alive, but honestly, that feels a lot like the book The Giving Tree, just giving shit up to a child. Finally, the rabbit gets his big break. The boy loses the toy he normally goes to bed with, so his nana grabs the rabbit, and the boy doesn't put up a fight. Short memory on this kid. There goes the other toy's chances at becoming real. The boy roughs the rabbit up pretty good while sleeping, but the two of them grow to love one another. Now I have to say, does this not have the feel of Toy Story? You know the boy had his favorite toy that he slept with, Woody, then he gets rid of Woody for a new toy, Buzz Lightyear. I'm starting to wonder if Toy Story was just a remake of the Valentine Rabbit. The Toy Story similarities continue, with the boy now taking the rabbit everywhere. And the rabbit is becoming more and more worn out. He even takes him out into the woods to play with him. I'm waiting for the boy to write Andy on his foot. In the woods, the toy rabbit gets confronted by real rabbits, and they say, quote, Why don't you get up and play with us? One of them asked. I don't feel like it, said the rabbit, for he didn't want to explain that he had no clockwork. End quote. Clockwork must be British for a wind-up toy. The lines of real and not are very blurry in this book. The real rabbits can talk to a toy rabbit. Doesn't that make him real then? Well, the real rabbits go on to call him out for being a toy, and scamper off, 
It was like Mean Girls, only with rabbits. After this interaction, the boy gets scarlet fever. I wonder who he got the strep throat from. And the boy gets very ill. He's bedridden for many days, while the Velveteen Rabbit never left his side. Did I mention, this is when the story turns into a real tearjerker. Miraculously, the boy gets better. But the doctor during these times was not only ignorant and should not be practicing medicine, he was also a fascist, and orders all the kids' books, clothes, and toys to be burned. And he's asked, what about the rabbit? And he says, quote, That, said the doctor, why, it's a mass of scarlet fever germs. Burn it at once. End quote. First off, what did the kid do to have his books burned? Did he have 1984 in his book collection? Secondly, the Nana scoops everything up. How is that safe for her? She's literally rubbing the germs all over her body. Yet you say to burn it because it's that dangerous? Makes no sense. Well, the rabbit is thrown outside with everything else, and he starts to cry because he misses the boy. And if that doesn't get you, I don't know what will. Well, one of his tears creates a fairy, and the fairy carries the rabbit into the woods and turns him into a real rabbit. So he's the rabbit Pinocchio. And the story ends telling the reader that every time the boy goes out to play, a rabbit shows up that he swears he recognizes, never knowing it was his toy rabbit that he helped become real. This boy wore this rabbit down, but the rabbit learned to only want to give. Is this story about a parent-to-child relationship? I would say so. The more you give, the more you may be worn out, but eventually, it will make you whole. Marjorie's writing, you could argue, she stole from the Italian story, Pinocchio, and turned it into a British story with a rabbit. But I would say there was enough to distinguish this story as its own. Marjorie's writing was very wordy, and some of the British lingo was hard to understand. But I do think she was able to tug at the reader's heartstrings. The pictures in this one were fine. They captured the antique environment, but it was the writing that will keep the reader interested. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 3.9. I'll have a heap and helpin', but there'll still be a little meat left on the bone. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.